Lance, did you put your clothes back on? Negatory. Um, what do I have to put my clothes back on for? <laughs> Shut up and sit down. So red flag is a small thing you notice in someone else's behavior that's symptomatic of a bigger problem. Trouble is that oftentimes a red flag can be hard to pick up on because red flags aren't only what someone does, they can also be what they don't do. Low tier red flag is something that's probably bad, but not necessarily a complete deal breaker. Mid tier red flags. These are a bit more serious and are usually harder to overcome or talk about. You are listening to the Dial Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. That is a giant red flag, but don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Alright, next is high tier red flags. These are the ones that are complete deal breakers and are pretty much always non-negotiable. Assuming you start with a blank white flag, at the lowest level we have red and white flags, which are just small quirks or inconsistencies that aren't bad, just kinda weird. Things like they don't lick the yogurt off the lid, they use Internet Explorer, they hold the door open for you as soon as they see you park your car, or they're apologetic even if something is your fault. Basically, if it can be explained with, oh, Canadian. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von Dering, and I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking fantastic today. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Today's left, Evan Price. I'm like mid-bite of, does anybody have a preference here on Chex Mix or Gordettos? <laughs> this is a big debate actually in our I house. I think Chex Mix is more like the tradition, like this mm-hmm. is like stepping it up another level. No, no, no. Gor- That's fancy. Gordettos has been around since 1932. It's been around That's since 1932, <laughs> but you're probably paying three times as much as you would for oh, Chex it's Mix. it's so worth it though. It's is so it? worth it. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's that much more expensive. Chex Mix has gotten a little bit too too cheeky with their flavors. Too hoity-toity? Yeah, so I got to go back to Gordetto's. <laughs> Classic Italian snack mix. Oh, it's, it's because they're the Italian. The brown crispy things. It's because they're Italian. Really, I, I don't even know what the, the things are outside the pretzel. No one does. Hard yeah. pass on both. What's everybody drinking? We should ask, what's everybody eating right now? Um, I'm sipping on uh, Aqua Fizz, home, home brew. Chewing mm-hmm. on some coffee. Wow. Chewing on some coffee. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I just I just had a V8. <laughs> this is the first time that I none thought of Lance us have was going like, to be drinking his own pee because he's stuck in the middle of nowhere right now this and the, apparently has a flat. So. This is the first time that none of us have like a can of that's like, actually true. Yeah. Water, Lacroix or something like n- across the table. I drink, that's mine, no, yeah, I drank mine this morning. That's true. Yep. None of those sponsorships <laughs> came in, that's so sponsor- we got to stop drinking them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going for a Gordetto sponsorship now. <laughs> <laughs> Live and on location, Lance Epler. Lance Romance, actually Lance No Pants, coming at you f- from the mountains of Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah, Ooh, don't, Flagstaff. don't don't remind us. Don't remind us. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, were getting ready for the podcast today, and we were just checking in with Lance to see where he was, and he sent us a picture. Might make some uh, interesting, make for some interesting uh, artwork Co- for the, uh, cover the podcast art. next week. Highly, <laughs> highly controversial content. <laughs> oh, Lance, Lance just posted on Strava <laughs> a second ago and did not put the picture that he sent us. Lance, I'm highly I, disappointed. I thought for sure I that was. Should include that? I think you should. Let's see if let's see if Strava flags. <laughs> I need to put like a, well, an emoji or something me, like that over your. Yeah, butt, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Put, I'll, put, put I'll emoji. do something. Yeah, people are going to wonder what the heck. There's a picture. My wife took of me standing in an open field underneath a mountain in a mountain meadow 
and I'm facing away from the camera uh, with some strategically placed hands over my butt crack. Yes, I have no clothes on. Wearing, <laughs> you're wearing. Yes, if you're wondering, there are no clothes. <laughs> nothing but your sexy mustache. No, I, I had sandals on. I'll take it back. Okay. I was wearing my sandals. Yeah. I, I was nervous after your last ride. You had the, the 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 title was a bit cryptic, but it sounded like you were possibly going to be chopping the mustache. So I was nervous for for a day there. <laughs> That's why it said. It is not the time to be removing your uh, uh, booger yes. broom, okay, is good. what I said. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah I, need mm. to, I need to read through it again then. <laughs> All right, let's do some backpedaling. Matt, start us off, bud. I, uh, <laughs> again, I don't have a lot for us here today. Uh, I biked for the first time in a long time just because I got the trek put back together uh, enough to put on the trainer and did 30 minutes on Zwift. So for the week, cycling, 30 minutes. Jake? Wow. Hopefully you beat that. But your, but your <laughs> B-roll for your videos lately, Casper's pointing this out, your B-roll of the bike is awesome. Like the different um, angles you're track? taking. Or no, no, your, your, your B-roll where you're like, the camera's right along the chain and it's like cycling yeah. through. So, okay. Which makes me think that you're just taking video of the bike and not actually riding it. Sure, exactly. <laughs> uh, what is interesting is sometimes I'll, like, so I, I rented this lens and it's this very specific lens, very hard to work with, but I just went around filming stuff with it. Yeah. And then like as videos pop up, like... Uh, I can use that, you know, like it's I, you know, awesome. So yeah. in fact, so the one with like the bike chain for that was like the Trek video that was, mm -hmm. it's called this like probe lens or whatever. And so that one's from there and it's a cool clip. Like it is neat, oh, but it's, yeah. it's really hard to work with that lens. You need like tons of light. And there's another one for this past video, which is like um, checking out your pain caves and it's like mm -hmm. going underneath the, you know, um, yeah. a bike trainer. It's like, it's like going through things and that's what this yeah. lens is good at. Anyway. Um, randomly filmed a whole bunch of stuff randomly stuff that stuff in videos so some of the video that you take might be like six months old yeah you know it doesn't necessarily mean that i actually videoed it for this yeah. particular topic but it's still cool it's yes. so cool um i like yeah. that video a lot too. uh ran with ethan we did a tempo run for him instead wow. of a long run because he's been doing these long really slow runs or whatever and so we decided to do like warm up and then do two miles you know, at a pace and I didn't know what he should run. And so we were like, maybe try eight thirties. And then we went faster. So yeah. that was good. And it was fun to be out there running with him. And, uh, what did, did he, he finish up with? was his pace. Um, it was about eight minute pace, a little, a little bit slower than wow. that, maybe eight ten or something like that. Good for him. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, he did great. And he's ha he's running every day. He's having a blast. He's Is running he mountain biking back in the, 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 the cool spot back there. Um, he Bye wants now. to bike, bike back there more, but we're a little bit nervous about sending him back there by himself. There's, yeah. um, yeah, but he's been, he kind of bikes every day and he runs, gap. he, or he runs every day and then he swims about three times a week. Wow. Chip off <laughs> no. the old block. Uh, except for, except, except for all, all these, all I do, <laughs> I'm, I'm working like, Matt didn't start swimming until all of yeah. you and you started swimming. I don't know. 40. <laughs> I'm, you, got a couple I don't know if you consider, I don't know if you consider what I do swimming at this I'd, point. I'd, so. I don't swim. I know that. But, um, but yeah, I've been just working. So Ethan's doing all the exercising now and I'm doing. Wrapped up in all those yeah. hard negotiations to purchase TikTok, battling yeah. it out there with Microsoft. <laughs> I, I'm one of the I'm one of the bids. Yeah, uh -huh. I just think I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to beat what's out. What's going to be your counter bid to fifty billion? A change for twenty? Fifty-one <laughs> billion. Fifty-one. A billion. Oh, billion. Why billions? <laughs> when we can do millions. <laughs> Fifty <Yeah>. million. <laughs> so yeah, excellent, Mr. Price. Uh, I think I did slightly exciting week i don't know no it probably wasn't that exciting but i got some good training in 
Um, we've got a very rough date for doing a oh yeah Iron Man fun dial extravaganza weekend. I I want to organize it so that the weekend of what looks like going to be the September nineteenth and twentieth. Um, anybody who wants to go and do a solo effort with some like help out there, as in like we'll have some nutrition table. Um, I want to be bringing the tent out for people who need anything, a little transition area out there for uh, anybody who wants to do any solo distance, most likely in a Saturday to Sunday combination. So the 19th being Saturday, the 20th being Sunday. Um, On the 20th, there's myself and two others, Jeremiah Romero and Josh Mondo, who want to do uh, basically uh, a full iron effort. Um, and I say effort because I have no idea if we're going to be able to get, I mean, it just seems like a lot to do in one day, but you know, Matt's done it. So I'm yeah, sure I'll maybe sure. be able to get through it. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know how to pace an Iron Man. You'll be fine. No clue. But anyway, uh, the, the, the Saturday will be a fun day for anybody who wants to do more like sprint Olympic or half iron sort That's of cool. distance. So yeah. do we have like a, like water cooler or something that we could take out there? Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. You, you yeah. I'm, I'm going to be out there Saturday since I don't want to do mine till Sunday and just helping anybody who needs like nutrition, we can separate out everybody's nutrition. So it's all there. So people don't have to think about that and they can just kind of hand off their bike and we can put it by the cars or do anything like that. So it's going to be predominantly uh. done out at Vancouver Lake. Yeah. So, so locationally w- w- we can't swim at Vancouver Lake right now cause it's still closed okay. because of green algae. Unless that changes, what I was thinking is possibly Frenchman's Bar for the swim. Now, that's tough because you got to swim upstream at some point. It's a reasonable swim. I'm going to start swimming out there a little bit more to test. If not, what we're going to do is we're going to do the swim at Horseshoe, and then everybody can get in their cars, and we'll go down to Vancouver Lake and do the bike and run at Vancouver Lake. Can you just hike up like 3.2 miles? Is that how far it is? And then like drift down. <laughs> I can send yeah. it, I'll send an inner tube next to you and see how it's going. You could do that. You could just yeah, I think swim straight down the river. If you're doing your full Ironman though, would you? You wouldn't drive down. You would just bike. bike I'm down. probably just gonna do it at Frenchman's Bar then. You would do yeah, yeah. Frenchman's Bar. Yeah, because I would like to say we could just swim at Horseshoe and then bike down to Vancouver Lake, but that would be some stops. I don't, you know, oh. I I want the younger kids to be able to do it and be safe and have well, know, a loop course where they can be safe and they don't, we don't have to be like, oh, is, is everybody at Vancouver Lake? And then realize like, oh, somebody's lost. Missing. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm thinking more about your specific event. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i probably going to keep it all around. You Frenchman's. don't want to stop. You don't want to no. hit a stop sign. I want a loop where I'm just like, I know because somebody was like, oh, isn't ten only like a 10 mile loop going to be kind of maddening? I was like, that's, that's what you live for. I once ran 18 miles in an indoor track, so... I'm yeah. pretty good at getting bored, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, let me think. Workout wise, I did. It was my uh, birthday on Friday. I almost forgot it was my birthday. It was I'm your just birthday. Gonna say I always don't. I know. I'm just thirty. Yeah, and that's just how old I am. You're always thirty. 30. I'm always. just going to be thirty for a while. So. Was, it was your birthday on Friday. It was Friday. Yeah. Why didn't you say? So I had to think because I genuinely forgot to like towards the end of the week, and oh then Cassie gosh. had to remind me. I know. Did you guys do anything fun um, for your birthday? Did you guys go out to dinner or anything? So 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 on Friday, yeah, we like you know got some. Uh, we made dinner, all that, got some gelato, which was awesome. Cassie knew that the only thing I really wanted to do was like race swift and then run hard, but it was so hot on Friday. I got yeah. off the bike after being pretty dehydrated and was like, yeah, it's kind of warm right now. Got out towards Vancouver. Like I was like, it is more than really warm right now. I'm like getting yeah. tingly. It's so warm. Um, but then Saturday I rode the full rack with Dustin, which was awesome. I haven't ridden that route since you crashed. Yeah. That was the last time I rode the full rack. One year ago. Yeah. Almost exactly. Yeah, almost exactly a yeah. year ago, which is kind of crazy. So 
that was fun. Um, I still remember exactly where you crashed. Right, yeah. when, right when we passed, I was joking with Dustin. I'm like, Dustin, take your hands off the, take your hands off the handlebars. He's like, what? And I was like, inside joke. That's <laughs> inside joke. You wouldn't get that course is fun. It's a yeah. nice, it's a nice like country out and about. Beautiful way to see Clark County. It yeah. absolutely is. But um, bad luck with traffic. I don't. There's some no, some areas we that fine. I feel. Like, yeah. Only got flipped off once. I th- and it was like a nice flip off. The guy even went into the other lane and then flipped us off. It was like super polite. <laughs> like yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, I feel like I saw Dustin yeah. on our run on Sunday. Like it seemed like he was uh-huh. like on the trail, or, you know, on Heritage yeah. Trail or something. Yeah. And it was. He's riding a lot loud now. Now he's fit. He's very fit. Um, he did a Y Easting attempt. Um, or attempt. He he completed it on gravel, which okay. was awesome. Uh, out towards Silver Star area. Cool. Which is rough. That's a lot of climbing for gravel. But yeah, and then Sunday, ran at Forest Park, saw Craig Engels and Grant Fisher. For all of our cyclist wow. friends who don't watch runners, that is running royalty right now in America. Grant Grant is part of the 1,500-meter relay American record holders now, is he? which okay. is awesome. Yeah, I like him. Grant's Grant awesome. Yeah. He's I mean, really cool. I, yeah. Yeah. I yelled. Seems, I kind of fanboyed at him as I ran you? by. I realized it was Grant. I was like, nice relay. He's like, thanks. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's the right thing to say. Oh, yeah. 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 Just yelled at good him. Job. But yeah. Um, and then today woke up and we've gotten this consistent little small group track workout going on Monday mornings. So, of course, right afterwards, this is the only part of my backpedal that matters. I have to ask Matt, what does this translate to right. in multiple distances? Go you know? for it. <laughs> so, exactly <laughs> this exact you do? workout. What was your workout? So we did 10 by 400. Um, oh, this is good. Yeah, and leave what? on two minutes. So it was going to okay. be technically varying rest, but the goal was going to be 50 seconds rest, basically. What did you hit? Sub, hit? You went sub 70 the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So went 67, 68 for a lot of them. And I think the last, like eight and nine were like 70. And then the last one was back down to 68. So it was like in that 68 Did that feel range. pretty comfortable? Like you like came through and you're like, good, get back to the start. I wanted them to feel a little bit more comfortable. It felt like speed work, but the, the 60, like when I dropped down to 70, that felt manageable. Like, like the slow lap yeah. at 70 felt very manageable. Okay. 68 was like, fee- felt fast. Yeah. I want to feel slightly more comfortable. 1505 5k translation jake you're you losing so? control it's all when you get back lance i need help <laughs> 31 I, I need 10 for 10k blah, okay. blah 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 something like that okay. what does this That's, button do right here oh no, you those are fast times so you okay. need to you need to race i know i think i need i need like another month i'm gonna race do something yeah. i need to do something find something do something yeah cool and bikes 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 lance back pedal force uh, I had a wonderfully fantastic week. I talked last week about going on this river trip with my daughter and my wife, and we just had a blast. Four days out in the middle of nowhere in Cataract Canyon outside of Moab, just rafting and eating too much and sitting in the 100-degree weather all day and hitting big rapids and camping and sleeping on cots under the open air. It was just a fantastic week. I loved every minute of it. it was great to be with my daughter and see her doing what she's actually professionally good at being a river guide on big class water it was a pretty amazing week so um i had a good time really good time excellent my wife there yeah there was like 30 people on the trip and there were four other five other guides as well but I just really, it was really nice to spend some quality time with my 23 year old daughter who is doing fantastic. So 
we had a we had a good time. The rest of the time I spent in Moab, uh, did some mountain biking, did some gravel riding. Right now we're in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, we came down here uh, to get some dental work done. Actually, I have a nephew who is a dentist in Flagstaff. And so we had to buzz down here to have a couple of things done. And so we're kind of hanging out because Flagstaff is wonderful in the summertime. Uh, his name is Kyle Hobson in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, he's a fantastic dentist here in, in the area. So we've been hanging out. Um, did some mountain biking here. Did, did, uh, I just did a gravel ride this morning, like 35 miles um, around this mountain. I, I flatted twice, actually, on this loop. Uh, one took me 15 minutes to fix, and I had to tube it. And the other one took 60 seconds to fix. So... Uh, but it was 60 just, seconds dyna plug well i i uh i did all i had to do was stop and put more air in the I, oh, tube. Gotcha, so okay. I just I, I just had to you know you know add some air to it and back on the but the other one i had to dyna plug it twice it wasn't holding i found another hole right at the where the tire meets the rim i had to pull the tire off had to put a tube in it oh, wow. and i had to pump you know it it was like a whole process and i realized in my pack I didn't have enough tubes. I didn't have enough CO2s. I had plenty of Dyna plugs, but I didn't have enough tubes or CO2s. So I was glad to make it back to the to the van. So it's been it's been fun. Cool. Oh, the other the other thing I did on the drive from Moab to um, Flagstaff, we stopped in Monument Valley, Arizona, right in the Arizona Utah border. And we just, my wife and I, my wife, she was really irritated because I, I had her stop and take a whole bunch of photos and video uh, while I was riding my bike in Monument Valley. It's right, right in the spot where Forrest Gump uh, finished, quit his running session. And so I it's made a running video. Right, so you remember, <laughs> if you're, I don't know, you have to be like a fan of the movie or whatever. But Absolutely. He's no. just running through the desert uh -huh. and he just stops. And that's a cool scene. That's actually like, a really iconic spot right there, Lance. That's pretty cool. Now, of course, yeah. the only problem was you were riding a bicycle at that point. If I remember the movie correctly, I believe he was running this at that a, point. This is a running that, podcast. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> because I, I corrected it. I, I made it oh, proper gotcha, by yeah. riding a bike <laughs> instead of running. He shouldn't have been running. He should have been riding a bike. He probably would have made it further if he had been riding a bike. <laughs> yes. I fixed it. So Was there a segment on that hill? There, oh. there was, there was, uh, you could see in the background of the video and the pictures I took, you could see the road going up a hill. And when we finished taking all the video, I rode up the hill and, uh, yeah, there was a segment there. I ended up getting top 10 on the segment. Oh, nice. <laughs> who, who holds that? And please tell me it's like called Forrest Gump's road or something like that. It's called Forrest Gump Hill. Uh-huh. That's good. Um, actually, but. There were, there's only been like 190 people who have done it because it's literally in the middle of nowhere. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like 100 miles from Flagstaff and like 100 miles from Moab. And so it's not really close. It's just it's close to the Navajo Indian Reservation. So there's really not anything anywhere. So if somebody riding there is probably doing what I did where they stopped, got out, rode for 20 miles and got back in the van. <laughs> there The um, – the race across the West used to come through that 
area. And um, an Oregon bike racing friend of mine, Chris Ramsey, has when he did the race across the West in 2017, he went through that same area. But I think they came down that hill, not up it. And so, but ah, it cool. was it was it was a pretty cool spot, pretty amazing spot. Did so. Tom Hanks actually run that road? Yeah. Like, like they actually, in the filming, they're like, we need you to run this entire thing and we're just going to film you at the end. We need you to be tired. Yeah. He, he ran probably, uh, 50 meters. So good for you, Tom, (laughs) that you shouldn't run any further than that anymore. I'm stopping now. Where's my bike? (laughs) Hey, real quick, going back to your rafting trip, how did the bike rack work out on the back of the boat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Four straight days of zeros. I did no riding at all and big deal how so, did you manage had, with the, the twitching while you're on the the boat i mean did you fall off the boat because you're having like your convulsions from lack of riding um i was uh, i i just <laughs> i just filled my mind and w- with other things so i actually didn't miss it at all for those four days nice. because i was just having i fun. was soaking in the experience right there in front of me so it awesome. was awesome cool all right, my so. my backpedal real quick. Um, I didn't do a whole heck of a lot of riding last week. I I mean, I, I got out and rode yesterday, which was kind of nice. I probably rode the most with my 30 minutes. <laughs> I got out and did 50 miles yesterday, which was a little bit rough because I was still a little bit tired and sore and dehydrated from the week of camping. Um, but the camping was freaking awesome. I Yeah, we went to Lost Lake, and I, I did get some rides in out there, but they were all like family rides. Um, I had all these like grand plans of like, I'm going to go do all these gravel roads and this, that, and the other. And you get out there, and then you get kind of immersed in everything going on. And I'm like, yeah. there's no real time for me to take it's off. It's family time. The one chunk of time that I had to go for a ride, guess what I did? Fished. No. <laughs> Got in the freaking car. Mm-hmm. drove from uh, Lost Lake up there at the top of Mount Rainier back down to Hood River so I could have cell service so I could connect to the internet so I could upload the podcast last oh, week. Oh, yeah, you uh, did tell me the story, yeah. It was a 45-minute <laughs> drive each way <laughs> to get that uploaded. Wow. My my goal was to get that done while I was driving in the car. Everything was going fantastic, and I had it. I thought I had it mapped out where I can get this done, I'll get it uploaded before we get up there into the mountains because I know up where we were staying, there's no cell service. There's zero. Not even the general store, like in the the lodge there, they don't even have Wi-Fi that you can jump onto because they said that the bandwidth that they have is just barely enough for them to run their operation. So <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I'll just get it done up there. Once we figured, once I figured out that we were in the car and then the, the cell service dropped out a lot sooner than I thought, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is like 80% or 85% done. You know, I just need to put some final touches on it, then upload it. And that upload process can take a little bit of time. Yeah. So that just didn't happen while we get up there. There's no. <sighs> so I had to drive back down to make sure that the ladies and gentlemen of the Internet got their podcast for, for last week. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, that that kind of chewed up the one day that I had time allotted to go for a gravel ride. Other than that, yeah. um, did go riding with my son a few times. That was fun. Rode with the family a few times. That was fun. And then we um, the last full day that we were there rented a little skiff there's uh mm-hmm. the, the lake has no motorboats on it so you have to do everything manually you have to basically row yeah guess who spent a lot of time rowing a boat How's all the shoulder the shoulder is rough today <laughs> <laughs> it is tired it is sore i came in for physical therapy when i got back with evan because uh, we got back in time for me to sneak in here for him to fix me but my shoulder was very stiff and i was feeling yeah. it on my ride quite a bit yesterday as a matter of fact i even yeah. rode on the trainer on saturday so that I could just give my arm a little bit more rest time. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of cool because I could kill two birds with one stone. I could ride and then watched our teammate Carl Bailey yeah. get, get married. That was <laughs> another part of my back title I forgot there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is Congratulations, cool. Carl. 
who also helps us out in the shop here. Yeah. He's just an all-around awesome guy on the team. Yeah. Rode on Zwift while watching, while attending and watching a wedding. That was kind of mm-hmm. that's, that's a first. Yeah. They did that's a cool a job with it, too. Yeah. yeah also, good. me and Cassie definitely danced during the incredible, you know, like the, I think everybody was like, oh, this is going to be awkward to do like the little dance montage. We just had fun with it. It was they, a blast. Yeah. I didn't just see dancing you guys. Online. They didn't like scan to you or scroll to you. They, they they panned to us once. Oh, they did? They did. Yeah. Did it I was like that? real quick. It was like five seconds. Oh. You're probably looking at your watts for a second. We maybe, just, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> they should have panned to Jake on the bike. <laughs> I had my video turned off. I didn't want anybody to see that. That would have been hilarious. This sweaty mess riding on a bike. Back back to camping. We had a bet on how many fish you were going to catch. That was my next thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The over-under, I believe Matt said at 12. Yes. Evan took the over. Yep. Matt took the under. Matt took even money. <laughs> yeah, of course. Who won? Uh, probably Evan. Probably me. It was the under. It what? Under. Oh. You had a bad Fishing for everybody there. Come on, Barrett. Bad. <laughs> the waters were really warm. The trout just were not biting. And they were, they were what deep. What was it at? So, uh, two. Two. I only caught two fish. Wow. That's way too confident. And one of them is like, you can barely it's call it fish. It's been very hot, though. I was it's using a, a little lure that was maybe like three or four inches long, and the fish was like twice the size of the lure. I'm like, man, you're a ballsy little guy. You took a lure that was like, you know, half your size. So he wanted that. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was fun. So I guess Lance gets mm-hmm. the winner winner oh. chicken dinner on that one. Yeah. What do you um, win? One of those fish. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I gave that to a, an osprey that was which cool. I was gifting to Matt. <laughs> oh, thanks. thanks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that fish swallowed the hook and he wasn't going to make it, so I held on to it and then just kind of checked out like for the osprey. There was osprey all over the place up there, and it was fun yeah. watching them um, dive down and pick up fish out of the water. So that's cool. I fed some that's osprey. Cool. Yeah. Other than that, it was uh, it was a nice week. Got to get back to the grind this week and do things here in the, the lab and uh, mm-hmm. try and get back onto some training. So. Cool. Uh, let's jump into our Patreon. Um, before we get into our little drawing that we promised, uh, let's oh, yeah. do a little uh, spotlight. Yeah. Ev- Evan's going to talk about Two this of them. one. Mike Back and John Hoffman on Sunday swam a full Ironman distance, That's which awesome. is 4.2 kilometers, I believe, 2.4 miles, some way too long time period to be swimming. It's a big day of swimming. It I is. Mean, we did it at Horseshoe Lake. It was fun. I have never swam that far. That yeah. was at, at, at once, just well, like in open you water, probably just straight swim. up not, Yeah, not at oh, once yeah, in I mean, open like water. We've in the pool you and I have more. swam no, that definitely. far together. Yeah. So, it's yeah. so different. The I feel like we've swam like 5K, haven't we? Six, actually. We've done one six. Yeah. No, we did, well, we did oh, that no, one we did, 5K we, day. We did, yeah. Yeah, you're anyway. right. But yeah, Mike and, Mike and John made through. John was like happy afterwards. John like got out of the water and was like, feeling pretty good. I was like, I think I'm going to go for a ride right now. I was like, like... John has overprepared for everything in his journey towards completing a full Ironman. Good for him. And he is he's killing it. But Cool. Yeah, he'll be ready for 2021. Fun for them. Um, Lance is having some connectivity issues here. Hopefully he'll join us back. But if you hear a submarine, that's Lance trying to reconnect with us here. All right, let's jump into our uh, Patreon drawing. And pretty much this week, we're going to um, draw out a hat, and the person that wins will get their choice of a bag of scratch electronic or electronic electrolyte hydration mix or a pair of socks, a doubt socks, or a buff. You can choose. It's your call. So, or wow. a thing of Gordettos from me, personally. Pass. <laughs> so we got this little jar of names, and they're all folded up. Yeah. Matt can't see, so I'm going to hand it over here. I Matt, he's going to pull one out. He's going to unravel it, and he's going to say, Dove. Dove Boom. Eric. 
Dove? Eric. Dove's gotten a buff, buff, I believe. She's already got a buff. Has she gotten the socks, though? She has socks. I think I saw them in a Strava so post. She should she get some scratch. She should choose this scratch, mm-hmm. right? Maybe she wants a second pair of socks, though. She might. Honestly, yeah, I would probably true. choose a second pair of socks. Or a buff. Really like it's a little socks. chilly in, in Ohio. She already has her It does. It is pretty darn warm there right now, though. Oh, my gosh. It's hot in Ohio right now. <laughs> well, it's so humid. Nevertheless, Dove, when you listen to this, uh, congratulations. Shoot us an email. Um, See your Jake at she, she can just shoot me a text yeah. at that point. <laughs> Jake at DallasCycling.com or uh, text or email or smoke signals, whatever works best for you. So cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, to all of our patrons, thank you very much. If you yourself are interested in becoming a patron, go to dialpodcast.com and you will see the Patreon link right there on that landing page. Uh, click through there and you'll see a few options to become a patron, and we would greatly appreciate that. It helps out the show. Um, moving on. Gonna ask a PT. Ooh. People have been asking, they want to know. Why am I getting hot spots on my feet? What gives, Evan? What gives? This, this one actually, Jake just tossed us out. I actually do have two people right now who we're kind of working to, to fix this with. Um, so there's there's a couple different reasons. I know last week we talked about like hot sp- spots in your hand. This this week, so when we're talking about like cleat placement, is is generally the very first thing to look at. And anybody who's ever Googled how to place you know cleats onto my shoes, you've probably seen the take your first and fifth knuckle on your toes, the big knuckles, those, those metatarsal knuckles, and you're going to basically draw a line in between the two and you want that cleat to perfectly bisect that line. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's your grand average. So, so if we're a bell curve, that's going to catch most people. There's going to be people that have asymmetries though, that are need, need, need to get dealt with. And that means, uh, the, the best example right now that I'm actually dealing with is telling people to go to a little bit wider if they're let's say they're using speed plays go to a 65 millimeter speed play spindle that kind of brings your feet a little bit wider out now that could be for very you know wider pelvis people um, or anybody that's starting to get a lot of uh, hot spots on the outside of their feet because let's say that when they go to push down they're kind of tilting that ankle in and putting some pressure on that outside uh, knuckle that 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 fifth knuckle on the outside now this is this is where though you got to be careful because any adjustment you make there's going to be an adaptation period. So understand okay. that if you make an adjustment, it should be a small one at first, especially if you're adjusting that cleat placement. But you've got to, you know, first make sure that you have appropriate cleat placement before you I go, you know, go see the doc, the go try to take any, you know, painkiller, nerve like nerve sort of issue medication. Um also looking at just are your cycling shoes big enough? You should be able to spread your toes in your shoes. If you can't spread your toes in your shoes, because number one thing is get a bigger, your feet wider are gonna set swell of shoes. during the ride. Exactly. Things, yeah, things like that happen. Yep, exactly. So those would be my my easiest two. If you're getting those symptoms, is look at your cleat placement. Look at the actual size of the shoe. So make sure you're able to spread your toes out into there, and make sure that you are not. Um, you know, driving too far in and tilting your foot out so that, that, that you're putting pressure on that area. And if you are, it may be time to look at a different cleat spindle with. Okay. That was like two and a half minutes. I was, I was over there again. Did you check your time? Like last time I you did. had like, last yeah. time you had a timer. I had a timer. Yeah. I just checked the general time here. Cause I really down to the second. I, I could just lie if I don't time it down to the second. So <laughs> sorry, Lance is getting a little loud there. What, what's going on, bud? Are you still there? I think he's eating into the microphone right now. Uh, I am. I am still here. I did have. Uh Oh, no, no, I 
idea. My battery is dying. I'm losing connectivity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all sorts of this sounds today. like a gravity. Have you ever seen the movie last, Gravity, where it's like, uh, you know, you start like break out towards the end, you start to float off into space. The pants are falling off the wagon. Exactly. Lance <laughs> is floating off into space now. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully you can still hear us, Lance. <laughs> there he is. He's a little—he's a little robotic out there, but he's good. Cool. Well, thanks, Evan. That's uh, that's some good information. I, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? We can hear you. It was George Clooney and Gravity. That's what yeah. I was trying to remember. Sorry. George Clooney. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Nothing like a little dead air there. Uh, let's jump into our topic for the day: red flags in cycling and triathlon. Red flags. Like red red flags for people or red flags for things? I'm joking. We were we we're gonna talk about both, but all. Yeah. Where's uh what about what about what about Champ Bailey? <laughs> Champ Bailey well, is I wasn't sure if you're gonna be there, so I was gonna skip over that. Are you Can I be Champ Bailey for a second? We need we need I, an I, alter I, ego here. You, Who's Champ Bailey's alter ego? Hold on a second. You better do Champ Bailey now. <laughs> Before you lose me. Okay. Well, uh, breaking, go, breaking news: Champ Bailey has joined the show. Yes. <laughs> Champ Bailey, space. go before you uh, you don't have a signal anymore. From Champ from... Bailey here. Can you hear anything? Do yes. I sound like an idiot? Go, Champ. No, you got okay. it. I've got one thing to report, and then uh, you might lose me forever. There was a race. <laughs> they held the classic Strade Bianche in the Tuscany region of Italy. Uh, it was a 150-kilometer race. That was that goes through the gravel roads of Tuscany, and amazingly, Wout Van Aert pulled out the win in a fantastic move. With about, uh, I think it was about 20 kilometers ago, the last gravel climb, he pulled away from a solid field and held on for the win. It was pretty cool to watch uh, Wout Van Aert uh, actually pull off the win. So good for you, Wout. That was awesome. Um, Betty Ole from EF Education, he was in the mix initially and tried to make a move that uh, got pulled back, and he ended up fourth. Um, but it was just cool to see racing. A um, little weird, not very many spectators, which is what they wanted. It was very hot. It was 95 degrees, so that this is normally a race that runs at about 65 degrees, so that kind of changed things. Uh, Matthew Vanderpool uh, flatted at an inopportune time. Uh, Julian, same thing, had five flats during the day and uh, was just out of the terrible. mix. So yeah. it was some kind of exciting racing that happened. Crazy. Uh, in the women's race, too, Lan- uh, Van Van Vluten won, who's on a major winning streak oh, yeah. now. Uh, she she's that. Like- She's that, in my opinion, race she's entering right yeah. now. Yeah, that to me was actually the more exciting race because she had to draw back a Spaniard who actually got away from the group. Uh, and she brought her in pretty late and made for an exciting sprint, but she's she's not going to get beat up that last climb for sure. She's dominant in any style finish right now. Very cool. Yeah. What uh, about Everesting news? Was there some yeah, Everesting news? There was a amateur Irishman I, who I, just sure about this shattered the. I'm positive this is this happened. This guy went seven oh four. For you, you, you can look it up right now. He oh shattered God. Contador's record. Wow. 
I don't think Gaiman do can where, get that. Where can we go to find this? This is, I mean, if you just type in Everest Irishman okay. record, it, this guy just destroyed it. Is it official with the Everesting group? Yes. Yes, I believe wow. so. He just had an interview with uh, Lantern Rouge for anybody who's a YouTuber for cycling. Lantern Rouge. Irish rider destroys Contador's Everesting record by 20 minutes. Yeah. It wasn't just, and he like, <clears throat> in the interview I was watching, he just straight scienced this thing. Like he was he won doing stuff like we science. talked about where he's like fairings and I'm going to yeah. just like switch bikes, you know, like, do like crazy stuff like that. He found the perfect climb. He had his nutrition down to a science. I mean, the guy just in the conversation clearly was like, he was planning on just this. Like this is all this guy was training for all year was this. Did it get signed after that? <laughs> I, he should, honestly, anybody needs to look at that and be like, yeah, this guy, this guy can be good. He represented <laughs> Ireland at the 2012 world championships. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. He's got, he's got some Palomars. That's that, that that's for sure. Like he's strong, but I, I just don't, you know, when you're comparing him to Alberto Contador, we're talking about two different right, worlds. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, in the vein of pro cycling, has uh, anybody heard, or do you guys have an opinion on, or do you even care that Richie Port might be going back to Enios? I think it's interesting news. I don't, I don't understand the. I don't understand why Enios would want him back. Well, right. To it be completely honest, I like well, Richie Port. Unless he's like, I think about it. He I like Richie Port, but yeah, they're not. He's not going to be their their number one guy, and he's right. getting up there in age. But I think if you yeah. think about like the experience he brings to the team, mm-hmm. sure. people like him. He's strong, and he would be a good workhorse for Egon Bernal. But right. is he going to do? I mean, like, it seems weird that he would. He's been a GC contender for so. long. Do you think long. there was bad blood between him and Froome? I always thought they were best friends, but now it's yeah. like, oh, Froome's leaving. I'll come back. <laughs> like, yeah, <that> seems <laughs> very odd timing. It does. I it thought does. they were best friends, but like, I mean, it who does. knows? Well, because they they both had to deal with Wiggins during the same time period, so I think they both probably connected over having to deal with. As much as I love Wigo, that's, you know. Uh, yeah, I hear he's like. Enios has always been, since they've been this strong, Enios has always been just this group that's just at at, at odds with each other, it seems like. Well, this is going to be an interesting year if yeah. we see a race, which I hope we do. They came out again and said over the weekend that they're pretty sure that the tour is going to go on. They're they're standing back or standing behind that. Yeah. It's the end of this it's month. It's supposed soon. to start. Yeah, it's like what three weeks away, four yeah. weeks away, or something like that. We'll see. Yeah, three or four weeks. We will see. Interesting. Um, well, we seem to have lost Lance. He may or may not call. So if you hear that little Skype ringtone, then Lance will be back. If not, carrying on without him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get back into our show topic for the day. Um, <laughs> now that we kind of went all over the place, uh, red flags in cycling and triathlon. Um, you guys have anything that you want to start about? Um, kind of opening that up, just about anything. I'm just kind of curious if you guys have anything that we should share. With the listeners? So when I heard the topic, I immediately thought red flag would be like, this is the tricky part that I think comes with time and figuring out like, what's an injury and what do you need to like nurse and what is something that you can ignore and Mm -hmm. not like worry about, right? Where it's kind of like, I'm thinking like, hey, you know, this calf tear is a red flag. Like Mm -hmm. I need to stop pushing. Whereas... My quads are sore, you know, cry me a river, right? Exactly, like yeah. move on. And, yeah. You know, like, part that's of the, part of part the training, of the process, right? Yeah. So yeah. to me, it's like that line of drawing this, you know, the difference between the two. And I think a lot of new athletes struggle with that line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but, that, and that line, I think, is also something that <clears throat> no, no, no matter how much you try is going to be one that you bump into. I mean, if yeah. you talk to any endurance athlete ever, cyclist, runner, swimmer, anybody, like there's an injury history there. Sure. 
So for, for, for me, I even try to you usually take away that language for somebody and, and start to make it, this is part of the process. This is a tissue tolerance building process for you. Instead of when we think of them as injuries early on, I think people get very scared with that process, which is reasonable because injuries are bad. You're but, a good yeah. example of that because you had, I don't remember if it was like your hip or something like that where you're, it, mm-hmm. it seemed like it was maybe a stress fracture or something like that. And it was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to take a break from a little bit of a break from running. Yeah. Like you, at some point yeah. you had to decide whether it's like, Nope, I'm just sore, push through, go do my track work that I have scheduled for this week. Exactly. And you yeah. chose not to at some point. You may have pushed through for a week and then decided that it's, you know, yeah. this is too much. But yeah. I don't know when you made that decision, but at some point you were like, I need to take a small break from running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I took a firm like two weeks, two full weeks away from running where I did right. purely strength training and a lot You're of the stuff that, that I get people in biking. Yeah. 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 But. Um, yeah, I think, I think the, the, the earlier you can notice and catch those red flags, uh, the better. Same thing in cycling is like, if you can catch a red flag early on of like, my fit does not feel awesome before mm. you go and do that weekend century, probably going to save your, your, save your you bacon. Know, yeah. Definitely save your bacon before you, you go out in that direction. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Injuries, they, they definitely suck. What would yeah. you tell somebody that has a pretty significant injury that keeps wanting to push forward and is going to go out there do stuff despite what yeah. their doctor's orders are despite what their physical therapist order are and they're gonna continue to train and, and ride and, and do yeah. all kinds of stupid stuff usually uh, and this is and this has been as i've gotten a little bit older as a just clinician i've started to f- change my mindset towards the patient because there, there's one thing in medicine i don't like which is where as a medical provider, we blame the patient for their situation, which trust me happens frequently. Like you, I think it's as, as a medical provider, it's a whole lot easier to blame somebody's lack of success on them than looking inward and being like, okay, I need to understand this person's going to do this activity. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to me trying to shut them down is probably not reasonable. Is it the best thing for them? Maybe, but that doesn't mean that they're going to. So we have to talk the same language. Now, I've, especially with triathletes, started to do this where I, I try to shift their focus. Right. Where it's, okay, right now running is your very limiting activity. We need to, you, you know, I'm not going to take running entirely away from you, but we, we need to shift your focus. Instead of trying to take something away, it's almost like dieting. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, could everybody's diet be better? Yeah, for sure. Like, like everybody's diet could be better. Instead There's, of being like, all right, you need to only eat, less. eat greens. Like, yeah, you need to eat less. Be like, no, you eat a lot more vegetables. Yeah, and you're like, you're gonna be, you're gonna be okay. Like, exactly, it's a different mentality of, of exactly. a way of attacking the diet or whatever. Yeah, yeah I agree. Because I have some patients who will follow, and I mean, really, like you two at the table would be two people who definitely like very much follow down to now i'm not sure if both of you would have been that way in your early 20s late teens probably oh, God, not no, but that's no. you know i think with life experience you both are are on that path now i have yeah. i'm thinking of one very specifically i'm not going to call him out on here but i know he would laugh if i did i've got a, a younger athlete who definitely has has that grit has that that really endurance based kind of hard approach to the sport which i like but has dug himself some holes over time and really has a hard time backing off. Yeah. And that's, that's a person you got to be careful with. Cause I understand from my point of view is if I tell him, Hey, we're not going to run for a while, that's not going to fly. And it's also not going to happen. And I don't want somebody to have to lie to me the all nice, the time either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Right. It's Cause that's a red flag for me is that like, okay. Yeah. If, if, if they're lying to me there, there's a lack, a lack of okay, trust, trust there. For sure. Now with most of my patients, I have very good trust. And that's just because I tell them, Hey, if you do something, just tell me, like, right. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I am not here to be your, 
you know, father or whatever doing sure. this. Yeah. Like my only goal is for you to be able to run if your goal is faster or just pain free mm-hmm. or, you know, get back on the bike faster and pain free. So if we're having to deal with changes in what's going on, just tell me. Cause that's, that's fine. Like I completely understand most endurance athletes, whatever I say, they're going to do 10% more guaranteed. I think the change of focus is good, especially cause triathletes can do that. Mm-hmm. I think our pure cyclist listeners, you know, I know most of you guys are triathletes, but our pure, yeah. cy- our pure cyclists, <laughs> most of you are runners you know, actually from what I heard. <laughs> our pure cyclist listeners, I feel like what, what do you do when you're like, you need a break from don't, you don't need to do squats and you need to take a break from triathlon. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So what's the what's the focus that we could point them towards? I think for cycling being such a high volume sport, this is as a medical practitioner should just mm-hmm. be a red flag when you're dealing with a cyclist because if you're comparing them to a runner, which I think some medical providers do, they try to compare the two sports, which they're they're not comparable. Cycling, your your typical cat one, cat two cyclist can be training upwards of twenty hours a week. Right. What runner is training twenty hours a week? Like your your Olympians, maybe. I'm not even sure if like Kipchoge's logging twenty miles of pure running a week. Twenty hours, yeah. No, I think it's um I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, do you count all of the you know, kind of Yeah, strength training, strength PT, training, all, that all this stuff like then drills, everything. They're not running, you know, no that many hours. Cycling the sport itself, they're doing that many hours. Right. And then yeah. even just your Guys that we have on the team consistently knocking out 15 hour weeks like it's nothing. I mean, yep. Jordan Lent Rickards is knocking out 20 hours like it's yeah. his business right now. And yeah. What well, was mean, it, 94 hours or something some like that that he crazy. finished with? Yeah. Uh, Good luck July. holding his wheel this year. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, yeah. And then, I mean, Dr. Hannell's, what, 15 hours a week guaranteed? Oh, easy. Every week? Yeah. No, easy. no doubt. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that's, you're talking a lot of time in one linear sport. So, yes, that that's where it's tougher is because now it's like, where do you tell that person to go? I, I actually find, and, and this may be strange, but like even sports like rowing, if they have access to rowing, yeah, is actually a lower stress on like repetitiveness on the because it can be shorter workouts and get a little bit more whole body, so it gives you a little bit better aerobic effect in a shorter time period. After this past weekend, man, I'm not going to disagree with you. Seriously, yeah, I mean, you you can get, and I've, I I remember back in the, like in my off seasons, I used to do just erg rowing like 45 minutes. Yeah, I'm sure my form was absolutely terrible, but God, 45 minutes, I was exhausted oh, yeah. after rowing, and it'd be real. I mean, you could be exhausted after a 45 minute bike workout but if your bike fit and the ergonomics right. of cycling are what's causing your symptoms you need to get out of that pattern yeah in a perfect world i would love to say cyclists you need to come in and strength train and pick up some other activities that are weight bearing but yeah. i know that not everybody's open to that so yeah they should be they should be yeah. they definitely should be cool um anything else what what else you guys got okay. what well there's there, there's also the i know i know jacob put in here the equipment red flags that's yeah that's yeah. a good point that's another i get whereas jake puts if your bike is making noise that's not yeah. normal yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's definitely always a red flag the, the equipment thing that i get a lot of questions about like i can understand if it was like a, a computer like you get some little knockoff computer mm-hmm. and, and it's gonna maybe do kind of the same stuff as a garmin for a, a fraction of the price or you find some cheap gopro that or gopro knockoff that you want to put on yeah. that that's fine mm-hmm. the one that makes me a little leery nervous is when people bring in the the chinese wheels Chinese frames. Yeah. In the Chinese frames. Yeah. Now, what's your recourse? Let's say that, like, what do you know about this company? I mean, it it's, doesn't have any labeling, uh, labeling on it. And somebody may have told you, like, oh, they're the OEM for filling the name. Yeah. You know, major ma- wheel and, manufacturer. And maybe but, they are. Maybe they're not. No exactly, one knows. Exactly. But mm-hmm. nobody no knows. There's no consequences to them. That thing can fall apart on you on any descent, and there's 
you know, that's that. How are you going to feel when you're going downhill at 35, 40, 45, 50 miles an it. hour not and all of a sudden it. your front wheel just explodes? Yep. You're done. I will it's say $20,000 worth of medical bills I know right there. quite yeah. a few people that have had good luck with these random Chinese uh-huh. knockoff things. Scary. I mean, it's th- this goes back to me, like my whole Trek conversation where it's like, you buy Trek because you want to have, be able to call someone when there's a problem. Yeah. Which they finally called me back like on Friday. Oh, you did get yep. that phone call, huh? I did. Yep. Do you want to give us a little update sure, on that? Sure. <laughs> tangent. <laughs> Total tangent. I'm totally. Like, I'm we got, okay, come 100% back. 100% on this. Let's yeah. come back to Chinese manufacturing. But um, yeah. So yeah, talked to Trek for like an hour on Friday and it was a great conversation. An hour. Wow. Yeah, I know. Long time. Uh, explained everything, you know, and at the end of it, they were like, well, we, you know, we still think that, you know, the ultimate decision that we made, you know, giving you the 20% discount was kind of the right thing or whatever. They want to take a look at the stem. So I'm going to mail it off to them. Sure. And then, you know, and I was like, and I think the video that I made was super fair. And they're like, yeah, that's, you know, whatever. And so I think it's like not going to, I think nothing's going to come of this, but they've got their, uh, your, your stem though, right? I'm going to say so all the, all the evidence they're going to just basically what go melt that down and say it, it never happened then bury it <laughs> how funny would that be in the next email would be like hey would you mind sending us that stem be like I just did like no I have no idea what you're talking about what stem yeah what stem are you talking about yeah so an hour long conversation that's what you got was you're going to send it back to them they're going to take a look at it yeah they're going to call me with their engineers looking at it and they're going to be you know we're all going to say the same thing it's like there's a little bit of corrosion here and the stem snapped here like okay like that's one of their engineers. Okay. But th- the so they did say, broken. They, they told me some stuff like there's only uh like one or two year warranty on this part anyway. You know I mean? It's like they weren't being defensive. They were totally cool about everything. And so I don't know. I, I definitely came away from the conversation. Like they like, I mean, it was just like a good conversation, like good person, good people. They try hard to not let stuff like this happen. And they, you know, like this was the situation here and, uh, you know, there, what, what's the expectation? They're going to like, go give me a whole new bike. I mean, that'd be great, but it's specialized did for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. And, and then, you know, right back, I'm like, well, I made this video and I, I stand by everything in there. Like this was my experience as it happened. Like there's no, both of us, I feel like we're like being honest and straightforward and, like not angry. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. ask me, you know, why I'm screaming in pain when my shoulder was hurting. Like I could have been yeah. angrier, but what's going to ultimately make you happy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you can't undo what happened. You can't undo your shoulder. What's ultimately like, what's the threshold? Like I'm good with that. Um, 20% off a stem that, is, that cost is, them. That's crap. They should be yeah. giving at a minimum, giving you a brand new stem at a minimum. That's yeah. like a, to them that cost Honest. them probably 40, 50 bucks at most. I don't have this like this would make me happy because right now I want, you know, like the the great thing about having this YouTube channel is like I want people to say like here, here's this experience. Yeah. And if now Trek's like, we're going to give you a million dollars, I'll be like, uh, now are they a good company? I, I don't think so. Like, it, that's, true. you know, yeah. I just don't feel like there's this like what's going to make you happy. I don't know if there's like this answer to that question. I just want people to know what my experiences are. I want them to, you know, watch the video and, you know, take from that what they want to. Like, hey, is Trek a horrible company? No, that's not what I say in the video. It's just that this was my experience. This this sounds like a really funny, like, breakup conversation where you're like, it's It's not that I I hate her. It's not, I mean, you know, I want her to be happy, like, later. It's just like... (laughs) 
I mean, just you know, it just didn't work out for us. And then we called, and, you know, she still didn't admit what was wrong with it. But it's like uh. <laughs> they've had what like six or seven opportunities now to do something, anything, and the yeah. best they could pull out of their back 20%. pocket was twenty percent off of yeah. a new stem. That's the so, best they could do. I, you know, I looked at it like, hey, you know, he was basically trying to, because so I think that he's in charge of customer service, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's looking at it like, okay, well, the reason why it took us a long time to get back to you was um, this was a very busy time of year and people were on vacation. Okay, fine, whatever. And then the next piece is like, okay, well, uh, the reason that this wasn't put in as a, um, like, defect claim or whatever it was, was because the mechanic like immediately went for the 20% off thing because this thing was old and out of warranty. Right. So that was like, and he, so there could have been different decisions made along the way, but all these different decisions all added up to me having kind of a horrible experience. Yeah. So is it their fault? Man. I mean, I think companies make mistakes, uh, but you know, that's what I said in the video. Like, this is yeah. what happened yeah, to me. I, mean, this I is could the understand situation. if it was a, a screw that was over torqued or uh, something like you had a crash or hit something and there but was like, breaking in half. Is, but right. th- like the way that it broke, like you literally have to look at the picture to understand. Like it, it's like it's like it was sandwiched together and then yep. it just like came apart. And, and well, it, it literally the the metal split in half. Yeah. So like literally the metal itself. I'll talk to yeah. the, um, you know, I'm sending this off and then another week or two we'll talk to the engineering team and i'll let you guys know we'll update this conversation on the podcast i don't really feel like making another video because i don't feel like my no. stance has changed yeah i don't right? think it's worth your time either. i mean exactly. like honestly like like your your it's, youtube channel is like fun for you and i feel like there's there, there, this conversation for you has gotten to the point with track where it's just like no yeah, it, it, exactly. it's it's not like massively well, change your decision before like you're right. not gonna buy a track yeah. It's like it's not like they're gonna be like, oh, what if we gave you like fifty percent off a track? You'd be like, that's great. I'm not gonna get. A I track. know, right? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I think you just so, need to stay so firm on the not getting a track to yeah. send a message to them. <laughs> right, like, send that one person not buying a track. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, no, when, that's the when thing your YouTube channel like, has a hundred thousand followers, people will go back to that video and be like, oh wow. Uh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> no, it's just one of those things where it's like the Madone looks like a great bike. Like there's all these bikes that look good from track. They do actually, but does look nice. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. If they're like gonna give me a bike for free, I'd probably take it. I mean, but at the same time, buy a BMC too. (laughs) Yeah, it's just yeah, take it and sell it. No, sell Um, it to buy a BMC. Little things, just like like a formal apology. Hey Matt, how about you make a video? We'll come on there and we want to formally apologize. Yeah. And hey Matt, you had some medical expenses that were tied to this. Maybe we can help you out with a little bit of that. And by the way, here's his new stem. We're really sorry. That yeah. shouldn't have happened. We know it was old, but I already, I already bought the stems. Where they, I mean, I just well, feel like still, you know what I mean. It was at least the the notion of them like trying to do the right thing. Sure, yeah. Just to, I could almost have added to your video as like the exact opposite experience when I was with Specialized. You know, for, yeah. for for years ago when I made sure that everything I bought was Specialized for a while because they, you know, took one of my bikes, accidentally pulled out the stop from uh, the internal cabling. Yeah, sent it back to me with a crack in the frame, and you know we sent it back to them saying like hey you guys cracked my frame and they sent me a new like that year's new model shiv yeah like you got no question there, there was no like hey 50 percent off the shiv no it was like here's your free shiv yeah wow. that that year model trek yeah. is one of the i was four not biggest, a kid who could have afforded that at that time they're one of the sure. four biggest bike manufacturers <laughs> yeah. in the world right yeah they've got pretty deep pockets i'm assuming they're having a good year this year too yeah so, yeah <laughs> 
I mean, there's just so much more that they could have done here. And if if it weren't Matt Legrand, internet, internet you know, YouTube it, star, and it was just some schmo right. like that's the other part me. where it's like I don't want to be like, oh, I made this video, and now they're like, here you go because yeah. you made a video. Like, okay, well then, what yeah. about the person that, that doesn't have super access? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, back to China. So, <laughs> so, so I'm buying everything from China. So there let's make go. sure that we don't make this podcast too political <laughs> about China. <laughs> China stem or Trek stem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I trust. I would trust. Let's or is it one and the same? I'm, I'm Let's see them how hot button amount. we can make this conversation. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm, I mean, I, I got the new stem on that bike, but like, do you trust it? Like, I don't. I don't trust that thing out on the road, or especially descending. Yeah. Like, I know I'm gonna make another video using the track, and so people will see me riding this bike. But it's not going to be like you're going to see as much as I ride on this thing, and it's going to be like yeah. 20 miles or less. It's not going to be much yeah, riding. That's a that's a yeah. tough situation to be in because you're like, too, this this bike was not cheap, and it's still worth quite a bit of money. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't think so. Minus, well, I'm I mean, happy. I, I had it on the trainer this morning, and I was like, this is where this thing belongs. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what it seems that's like. That's where my old TT bike lives yeah. now. I think I think old TT bikes just get retired to the trainer if you're a triathlete. So that's just where they go. That's just where they go. Yeah. So I, I know you and I know your conscience and I know how right. you don't want to put somebody in a situation where they're going to have a similar experience right. and you would feel terrible as would all of us sitting here if something should happen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, what do you do with that bike? trainer is that it you're not yeah, gonna sell so. it yeah okay. i think so yeah i thought i did think long and hard because um there was people that even after that trek video were like hey i'll, I'll buy that bike from you like they were like yeah that looks like yeah well i mean you fix the problem you fix the broken piece and it's a nice bike and it's all decked out with yeah i mean it's I it makes sense like you could take the components off and so i mean there's so many different ways to do it right yeah. but um you know, so people were like, yeah, that thing looks pretty good. Uh, and it's a, it was top of the line and yeah. it's a very fast bike. It's slippery in the wind for sure. sure. But I you will say, yeah. so I'm super tempted to be like, here you go. Maybe, you know, uh, Trek make, would want to buy that offer. back for you. <laughs> yeah. No, if Trek bought it, that would be the one thing. Maybe they'd be like, Hey, we'll good. buy that bike from you. Yeah. Then I'd be like, good. You're helping me get rid of something that I really don't want anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. All right. Back to China. Yeah. Back to China. Anyway. Back to back to things that definitely are not hot topics. Just out of curiosity, <laughs> are there any other places in the world? I know that China is kind of like the hotbed for like all things carbon manufacturing. There's a lot of right. major manufacturing companies that, that go there and yeah. they work with the factories and have factories there. There are a lot of knockoff things over there. But are there any other countries in the world that are known for this kind of stuff? Isn't there Taiwan? I believe Taiwan. Possibly. I don't know. I think. Maybe. I don't yeah. know enough about that to give you an honest answer. Yeah. I should... just know China and the cycling industry is the big one. I mean, yeah. that's always the thing is China wheels. So, so consensus yeah. around the table. Are you guys buying Chinese wheels? No. 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 And, and the odds which, are probably in your video, favor. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the, honestly, the odds are like, even if you told me 99.9% of the time this wheel's fine, that 0.1% is going to be like a $20,000 medical bill. Yeah. Potentially. But honestly, there's no manufacturing company that's not going to. That's gonna. I mean, like, yeah, like but take envy, right? Like, we like in, We all like envy wheels. Yeah, They're but I'd great, still like at least to have some chance, call. chance at well, chance at being reimbursed for for you know. Well, I'm sure envy. If you, you know, I'm sh- I'm guessing it's like, hey, we'll replace the wheels. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a problem, I don't know. I people, I know that, people I know that have, have like a lifetime warranty on their wheels. Like, I think you as might as have to pay a little bit of extra yeah. money, maybe. But like, yeah. if something happens, you just send it back and they send a new wheel set. If, and like head is good and all these companies that are you know that we would all kind of like that 
stuff mm-hmm. that comes to mind. Even like those flow cycling wheels. Yeah. They've been Flo's fantastic. Wheels. Yep. Flo's yeah. wonderful. And I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious about where what what I buy in the cycling industry and where it's manufactured. I'm trying to not buy anything that's manufactured in China. I'm not sure that's I'm doing an awesome job tough, of it, but yeah. this last year I'm trying right. to do my best with that. Yeah. That's th- a really tough thing to do. Can, yeah, yeah. It is super yeah. hard. Yeah. What were you saying, Matt? I was just going to say, I think as we get older and like you have more disposable income and it's just, for me, it's like just pay extra. Peace just of mind get, is worth yeah. that extra Yeah, money. it's like... Oh, yeah. If you could get $500 and a decent reassurance that like... Hey, you're probably not gonna have this thing crack on you going downhill. I mean, I would gladly pay when that I was five hundred when I was twenty yeah. or whatever it was, and that yeah, was very like, different story oh, at that time. You, yeah, you can either have this wheel or pay rent for like two months. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, or not okay. eat for this month. Be like, okay, right. yeah, this like, is an easy decision. Totally but. <laughs> different, but you know, right now, you know, it's just I think we're at a different point in our life, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm just gonna get something that's safe. So sure, yeah, quality control, man. I, yeah, I'm telling you, there's something, something there too. So um, frames, same thing. Yeah, same same situation on frames. I totally understand the fact that a lot of manufacturers, I'm thinking of like Cannondale or whatever it is, that mm-hmm. they have these frames. And maybe Cannondale's not doing it anymore. Um, but it seemed like for a while it was like, do you want the same Cannondale frame, but just without the Cannondale on it? It's like, you can go buy this at Alibaba or yeah. whatever. Yep. So um, I don't know which brands do it, but it seems to be the case where China would basically manufacture a frame and sell it to three or four different companies yeah so what about stuff like bars stem and c post i mean i still am in the camp of like i'm not going to i i I have no problem with other people that do it i see so much success from people that do it and have no problem it's like buy the vision handlebars or the same i mean they're literally the exact same ones sure um from china for quarter of the price but then you know i'm not even looking at the ones from china so i don't know what do you think i'm not i I just i there's there's too much to risk they're not knowing you know where it came from not knowing what kind of quality control it went through not having any kind of recourse if something does go wrong um there's probably no warranty to it no it's just there's too many variables there for me personally to want to have to go down that avenue i want to know where it came from because you know, the way that we ride, if something fails, that could end like catastrophically. Yeah. It's just not worth it to me. Right. I'd, I'd, no. I'd rather pay a few extra bucks to know that I'm going to be at least moderately safer out there. So yeah. yeah, I'll take a extra percentage of safety there for sure. Yeah, gotcha. Um, what other red flags? I've got I've got one. I think that we can put out there. Go for it. Um, is this red flag cycling? It's cycling related. Well, like uh, equipment or on the the human human side. The okay. human yeah, I was side. Say, we haven't talked about the human side, which is probably we got fun. a lot of that. Yeah, you're out on a ride. Uh, for me mm-hmm. personally, I was on a ride for was it day two of our training camp um, mm-hmm. two or three years ago. We were down in Palm Springs, and I started to notice on one of the last long climbs of the day that my heart rate was going up. Yeah, and up and up and I'm oh, looking yeah. down at my watts and my watts are going down and down and down. Um, it Push was, harder. It, it was uh, exactly. <laughs> don't wimp out. Just don't wimp out. Velamani rule five. There you go. <laughs> it was plenty toasty warm out. Yeah. And I started getting goosebumps on my arms. Yeah. Cardiac drift. 
cardiac drift. Well, the goosebumps is like a next piece. It's, it's like, okay, well, heart rate is one thing, and then it's starting to get a little bit scary when you have well, other yeah, symptoms. And body is my, my, the watts that I was able to put into the bike were going down as my heart rate was increasing. So, yeah. Sorry for a little notifications that we can probably turn that off now that Lance is gone. Sorry about that. But yeah, um, it was a little bit of a signs of a little heat exhaustion. Yeah. Um, probably yeah. bordering yeah. on getting into some heat stroke situations. What are you guys doing when you start to see some of these red flags? What's the next step? You know, even in a race situation, sometimes you need to slow down. At what point in time do you just stop? I think <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I was about to say. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, when I went through this, we were still probably a good hour and a half away. Like we're kind right. of in the middle of nowhere doing a long climb. Yeah. I'm like, I got to, you know, well, I wanted to get to the top of the climb. So I went ahead and went up to the top knowing that I'd had teammates up there. I needed to let them know what was going on. Mm-hmm. There was, there was a fountain there. So I was able to fill that up and like douse myself yeah. and drink extra water. That's going to be your biggest one is find something you can pour on yeah. yourself to start to cool down. But so. that's that. Yeah. That's that particular situation. Who was it, Sarah? Um, Sarah like True. Went down. Sarah True. <laughs> last 400 her, oh, meters of the race. Yeah, and then Ironman, last 400 meters. That's yeah, terrible. So oh. that's a definite red flag where you're getting into kind of like a scary territory. Yeah. How do you guys handle that, and what do you do? Well, the, the, this is a problem. Is like in, in this moment as a medical provider, I could be like, well, clearly it's find safety, stop, probably call somebody and say like, hey, it's time to stop. Yeah. But like – when you're in that situation, all of us being endurance athletes here, like you go primal brain, which yeah, is like, which is like, get through it, get to the finish just line, just get to the finish line, just go like, to the finish line. There's and nothing else in your brain except for like, no, I'm gonna go to that finish yeah, line. Yeah, like over in there. those primal moments, I will admit, I do notice all of a sudden it's like, oh, whatever effort, whatever, we got to back off a little bit. Like, yep. well, like and, we got to back off. So if that's, Lance were here, he would talk about that tunnel vision tunnel that he vision. had, where he just was back like, off right, a little bit, and then it widens back out. There you and go. You <laughs> see <laughs> a little bit more, and I think, um, well. My St. George example is bad because I was cramping up. I just laid right. on the ground but and then decided to be like, still finished. the effort dropped for sure. The effort went from running to laying down. So I think it, you, because the, the the question is, is if you're on a bike ride, you are like two hours away from home. Yeah. This is the dangerous part is if you are, oh God, if you, if you just stop and you don't have access to somebody getting out to you quick, sometimes the better option almost would be to slow down to where you feel safe and then continue riding. Because if you stop and you have no water, you have no food, and uh-huh. you have no cell service, you may be on a ticking timeline of where you can get back to somewhere where you at least have cell service. Yep. So it comes down to you knowing yourself well enough to know, okay, how bad am I right now? Yeah. Like, am I to where I shouldn't be on a bicycle, or am I just starting to feel these symptoms? I know for me, it was about halfway up when I really started to notice this. I'm like, something's not right. I'm, mm-hmm. And like, you start like doing the math, I'm like, yeah, that that's the problem right there. But yeah. there's that primal brain that kind of kicks yeah. in, and then and everybody was hammering up, and you know, like we have you just drop off the group. You yeah, just need to. I, I let yeah. them go, and like yeah. I, like about halfway up, like some of the guys that would always like finish behind me came around me, like, "Hey, you all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I didn't even say anything to them at the time because yeah. like you're you're trying to you're kind of a little bit in denial. And you're like, "This isn't really happening, is it?" And yeah. You know, I finally get to the top, and I said, "Hey, this is what's going on." Like, it was like, "Oh, let's you know, get you this, that, and the other." And they were cool about it, and thankfully, thankfully for me, yeah, it was a long downhill. It was like a four and a half mile descent. You probably cooled mistaken. off nicely on that, yeah. actually, and which is big. They all hung out up there for a little bit so I could get some extra fluids in me. But the biggest thing you could actually do is, if those people are passing you, yeah, is just tell them the truth and say, "I need water right now." Like, if you got anything, give yeah. it to me. Yeah, I, I did have some water still. It was, yeah. you know, because it was so warm. It's probably the water was warm, and, point, yeah. but yeah, it was just. I was overheated and yeah. um yeah i 
it's kind of funny too because I mean it was it was warm but it wasn't hot. Mm-hmm. I'd say it was like 88, 89 degrees, maybe 90 degrees yeah. somewhere in there and I was I was so used to that when I lived in Southern California. I used to ride when it was triple digits just mm-hmm. because I was heat acclimated. Yeah. And I'm like this can't be happening and you know it was we're terrible here in the Pacific Northwest. It yeah, was like low 90s last week, and I was like, it's the surface of the sun right now. Yep. <laughs> it's so bad. I can't so, do this. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, if you have to, just stop once you yeah. start to notice some of these symptoms. And it's probably a good thing for you to know what these symptoms are. Yeah. Um, you know, Tonk was going to come on and do the Med Minute, but actually today mm-hmm. was his very first day of Med class. Oh, Tonk. Wow. Yeah. He's official now. So Another just, Tonk update. Tonk is going for, I think it's the Mount Spokane KOM, yeah. I believe. The week before, so like he's got fatherhood right around the corner here, yep. and his class has just started. So oh. he is. We have seen the the, the last gasp of his. The fitness. last, I know. I I still think he's gonna he's still he'll, gonna figure he it out. He'll, he's yeah. he, he's gonna figure he'll it out. He'll fight it as long as as long as any of he us. Will. Yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. But um, he is gonna come back. He's gonna do the med minute, and he mm-hmm. was he gonna talk about dehydration. Well, he was gonna talk about heat exhaustion versus gotcha. heat stroke. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I think maybe we can put a an earmark on this one and yeah. save it for him to kind of give us our little med minute with the, uh, yeah, cool. thing. we actually We're, did have, I, I, I remember we kind of delved into pretty, pretty specifically in one of the sports classes I was taking the, the difference between the two and the unfortunate truth is actually the, the line between those two is a pretty great, well, pretty gray area yeah. because you're talking about a lot of perceived symptoms too. Yeah. And there's, I mean, you're, the heat, oh, this is, I'm going back to endure Alex Hutchinson's book, but talking about like heat exhaustion is very much your brain's uh, uh, attempt to protect the body as much right. as possible. Yeah. And that line can switch quickly. Like that, you may think that line's a far way away and that line can come pretty really quick. quick. Yeah. yeah. There's there's not like a nicely timed equation for exactly how long before yeah. those symptoms get really bad. It was pretty nuts for me when I was looking down at my um, Garmin. I'm looking at my power numbers and I'm looking at my heart rate. I'm like, that is just really wrong. Yeah. Because I was, I was putting down watts that would normally equate to a heart rate of about 100 to 115 mm-hmm. BPM. I was at like 175 to 180. Yeah. Wow. And I was yeah. like, my watts, no joke, were like, I don't know, like 150 watts or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not good. I mean, like, my heart rate should be way lower, I mean, or I should be putting out like 350 to 400 watts for, mm-hmm. you know, quite some time to get up the hill chasing people down. It was just very surreal to see that yeah. happening. And then all of a sudden you start to feel cold and like, that's not right. That's, yeah. You know, that red flag. <laughs> well, and then the, the, the scary part too, and this is really diving deep into physiology here, but this is why these red flags are important is because. So when you're talking about like electrolyte depletion, like towards that that pure dehydration type state, you're you're actually talking about then the the, the cells energy transfer starts to get worse and worse uh-huh. and worse. So that's where I think that's my only issue is like, oh God, where's that line of where you actually get off the bike if you're not with people? Yeah. Like if you're by yourself. And the only reason I bring that up is because I know Jake just used his example. Cassie will crack up at this one. When we did a training camp in Bend, I think I told a story where I was out in the middle of Primeville Reservoir. No, anybody, I saw Dr. Hamill just riding out of Primeville Reservoir. I almost wanted to comment on that and see, like, did you see a human the entire time? Because there's the ride from Bend to Primeville Reservoir is you go through a section where there's just nobody. Yeah, I've done there's it before. Yep. Nothing and nobody. Yep. And I got severely dehydrated at one oh. point there where I was putting out like probably like 60 to 80 watts and it felt hard. Yeah. I was going like 12 miles an hour on a TT bike for a little bit. <laughs> And it did come to the point where I was like, I got another hour and a half, zero water, nothing. And I was like, this is going to be bad. And that was where, you you know, I'm out of cell reception. Yeah. So what I did was I just put it in my lowest gear and I was like, I'm just going to pedal. I'm just going to pedal and I'm just going to hope that if anything bad happens, they find me. And eventually, eventually. <laughs> and uh, yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, scary. that's that's where I think the the best approach. If you're talking pure survival situation, you've got to drop your energy demands. Yeah. Because you get more and more depleted, your your cells are not able to to basically cooperate with you like you want them to. So yeah. Any other red flags? What about what about back to bike stuff? Because that's what this podcast is supposed to be about. But um, <laughs> no, I mean like I was uh, dying on a bicycle. You but, you hear your chain. You hear grinding. Like what what red flags? Would you say like, hey, go take your bike to see a mechanic? What's the big stuff? Uh, first, ask yourself when was the last time you lubed and cleaned your chain or yeah. cleaned and lubed your chain. Um, but yeah, if you're starting to hear like grinding stuff or crunchy stuff, that's usually a sign that like your your chain is getting into super stretch mode, and yeah, it's okay. it's always a heck of a lot cheaper to replace a a thirty to fifty dollar chain than it is to have to replace a you know three hundred dollar cassette and chain rings that might cost you a couple hundred bucks. I mean, that's just kind of a bummer having to replace that stuff prematurely. Yeah. So, chain stretch is real. It happens. You just go buy the little chain uh, checker stretch tool thing you can get them from park tool pedros there's yeah. a couple others as well that, that make those and just stay on top of that stuff i know that we did talk about this last episode um in terms of like the the newer uh sram stuff um you can check for the the sram access stuff with a, a, a typical chain track oh yeah checker. Someone, they do have, someone sent that i think it was yeah yeah we did somebody post something up there i haven't had a chance to get back to that yet just because i've been all yeah, over yeah. the place but um you know, it, I had a conversation with them off the record. They they said that that's kind of a good gauge, okay. but it's not exact. So okay. it, it's still they don't have a perfect solution. Um, the ones that and I went back and I checked the the email conversation that I was having with them. The was it the Eagle twelve speed drivetrains? They use such a hard metal that they just don't stretch, and it's usually torsionally speaking is where they get the stretch from, and that's where you start to see the wear. But it's it's a good thing because they last a heck of a lot longer, but right. they are tough to check. But if you're getting those those noises, um, that's that's not a good thing. But the, the chain one that you bring up a good point um, and talking about the drivetrain, one thing that you can look for that can get kind of dangerous. And I had somebody in here recently saying, "Hey, like I I keep getting chain suck." And what that basically is is yeah. like when you're trying to freewheel, right? And you like maybe backpedal a little bit, and the um, the rear the free body hub has like bearings and little um paws in there and whatnot if you can't backpedal freely and it's starting to stick a little bit the chain will actually kind of suck back up into the drivetrain that could get kind of sketchy especially yep. if you're just coasting and your um your your chain is starting to kind of suck back in there you don't want that chain to all of a sudden get locked in there. locked in and all of a sudden you're dealing with a, a skidding tire and parts and pieces breaking well and, you're you're it's back wheel should keep going yeah. and you should be okay to get to, you know to a stop or whatever but yeah. you wouldn't be able to pedal forward correct you basically get locked in yeah. in a certain spot but what happens is a lot of times people they at least do a little bit of that back pedal because they want to get their feet in a, a comfortable position yeah uh and then that is enough for the chain to slack do it you know do its whip slack and then drop yeah. all the way inside on the usually it's always the inside where it gets locked up if yeah. drops the outside you know yeah or worse you could have even jump off the uh the rear cassette it can even go past the, the limit oh, screws oh yeah the, yeah and okay. you just don't want it to be back down there between the cassette and the the spokes and i then, see what you're saying and yep. then all of a sudden you're going to get a wheel that's locked up and that's that's pretty that's, bad yeah it's not good times and bad. usually what that is is that your free body hub the bearings in the in the wheel yeah. all that fun stuff needs to be taken apart it needs to be serviced and cleaned and that's mm. stuff that that needs to happen like once every year to two years depending upon how often you're mm -hmm. riding so that all should be nice and smooth and clean. And a lot of times, if you are, if you pick up your back wheel and then you just start backpedaling your your 
crank, if you will, and all of a sudden you notice that the rear wheel is going in reverse pretty quickly, pretty easily, that yeah. it's starting to get a little sticky in there. The free hub's mm-hmm. not disengaging. Exactly. And um, Or if you're just trying to, if you put the wheel on the ground now and you're going to back pedal, and you notice that there, the, uh, the chain is going from the uh, chain rings back to the cassette, and you notice that it's starting to dip down in there, that's mm-hmm. pretty much because the, uh, the, the, the stickiness of the free body hub is, is causing... Mm-hmm. To not that's a good thing. That's a good red flag to, to look for for people. Probably could have said that a little bit more eloquently, but... <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's <laughs> I good. I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, any red flags that you guys can think of in terms of like a service thing that I you've think, run across? I think anytime you hear noises, like, you know, don't just ignore it. Um, don't just turn your headphones up louder. Bottom uh, bracket being the biggest one. You know, that's, I think it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, try to play detective a little bit. And, yeah. and you know, the bike is not the most complex machine in the world so take a look is it because you're cross-chaining well that's you don't necessarily need to go see a mechanic for that like just stop Stop cross-chaining but but you know my point is it's like okay well if you play a little bit of a detective and you kind of say like okay what what could it be remember the i couldn't figure it out what was like the one of the last rides i did it was like oh my cassette was loose yeah i was like how did that happen yeah well it happens uh but uh but you play detective and you you can say okay well i'm the noise is coming from the rear wheel okay well there's you know only so much there and you can kind of figure stuff like that out if but then if you can't like get help yeah because then you're going to learn something too so there are noises that the bike is supposed to make yeah. Like your free body hub when you're right. coasting, it, it's going to have a certain sound to it. More times than not, you're going to note that sound pretty stinking well. Right. If that sound starts to change a little bit, maybe it has something to, something to do with that being gunked up. Another mm-hmm. one is like a lot of us are on disc brakes bikes now. You know what it sounds like when you're grabbing oh, the yeah. brakes and you're starting to slow down. If that all of a sudden sounds like it's got like a little metal crunchiness going on in there, Odds are your brake pads are done and you need yeah. to change those things out because there's going to come a point in time where mm-hmm. the pad's completely gone and now you're metal on metal and not only are you destroying your rotors, but you're, you're not going to be able to stop the way that you're supposed to stop and that could be bad. Don't oh, want yeah. that to happen. Stopping <laughs> is good. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other noises that we could throw out there, but those are like the two primary noises yeah. that you hear on a very consistent basis. Um, another red flag is if you're riding on carbon wheels and they are rim brakes, do know mm. that there's a heat tolerance there. And right. it, when it gets hot outside or when you're doing a lot of climbing and all of a sudden you're going to go do a lot of descending, mm-hmm. um, know how much you weigh, know what your um, your the specs are for your wheels, and really make sure that you're using the right kind of brake pad, carbon-specific, and um, monitor like the if you get start to get like a pulsing feeling when you're coming down and you're mm-hmm. descending there's a good chance that your wheels are starting to actually break down and the, the carbon and the um the resins are starting to heat up or delaminate or worse yet like they're going to fail um i've yeah. seen and watched videos um of people kind of re um reenacting <laughs> the process that they went through there was one uh, in particular gosh do you guys watch the the youtube video or the youtube channel the the guy from australia i can't remember his name Darian Ryder, maybe that's who it is. The, that's the the absolute jerk. He's a weirdo. No, that's there's another guy named Cam. Guy. Okay. There's another guy named Cam something. Yeah. He's actually oh. riding to BMC now. Too. The Zwifter. He, uh, the guy no, no, no. Swift, uh, The guy. Oh, there's a guy that won like the Zwift. Yeah. Not yeah. that guy. Cam there's another guy named. Okay. This is a super cool guy. Though. Yeah, he's super cool. But anyway, he did a video on a guy that um, he connected with who mm-hmm. was riding. Um, was it Mavic? Some Mavic 
yeah, Mavic rim brake uh, wheels. Can't remember which one it was, which wheel set. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy was a little bit heavier, but he was within protocol of sure. what Mavic said, and he was doing a long descent, and the wheels basically failed. They oh. they exploded on him when he was going down downhill. And was he front, okay? Uh, he doesn't remember anything. There was video, uh, pictures his buddy took, and oh he, he's, he's fine now. Yeah. But he was knocked unconscious. He broke some stuff and whatnot. And his <sighs> they they show pictures of the wheel, and the wheel was in three pieces. Um, oh. It basically completely failed on him, and he went over the bars, and yeah, it was a pretty scary thing. But was that um, during video testing? Like they were videoing him doing it? No, he's just riding with some of his buddies. Oh, they gotcha, don't have gotcha, the actual okay. video of it when it happened. His buddies okay. were taking pictures, like after the fact, gotcha. the aftermath, if you will. But um, he uh, he kind of went through that whole process, and and it really boils down to like yeah, you got to be super careful when you're dealing with rim brake bikes, and especially mm-hmm. if you're a heavier person, that that inertia can really start to absolutely wear on that wheel. So anyway, um, just something to red flag think of. Definitely. Yeah, totally. Um, one last one, and then we can unless you guys have something else, we can move on. Um, what about people that get a little bit too much into their respective sport? Yeah, this. This was actually that's a good, that's a good one. That's this good was actually up. the red flag I was going to want to bring up last too. Yeah, this is so I think when we talk about these these sports, I think we we need to realize that they they're they're addictive. Like yeah. very I think it's pretty obvious for anybody who's been in these sports long enough. Yeah. yeah. For me, I I I would absolutely love, you know, like Jordan, I would love to be mm-hmm. able to put in 90 hour months. That yeah. would be fantastic. But you know what? I probably wouldn't be married anymore. No. Uh, the, the cycling lab down here would be shuttered. Um, yeah. And I would just be out riding my bike and not have much of stuff to, to connect mm-hmm. into. Some people can make that work in their lives. But, you know, for me, I, there's just like there's there's a number. And I, I've always said that 10 hours mm-hmm. for me works well because th- that's about as much as I can generally get away with in terms of like being able to connect with my family. Yeah. Um, I think kids probably chop your training kids, training volume by 50% yeah. I think it's on, like on average. <laughs> a lot of that too is different stages in life too, where yeah. it's like, well, look at Lance, <laughs> look at Lance. That's true. Uh, yeah. I, I just <laughs> remember, the of that, yeah. I remember, you know, just being single, no kids Yep. and like mm-hmm. running was my life and oh yeah i was that was good and i and i wanted to limit it even more i was like can i go to a hut somewhere and just run i've considered that really i'd, I'd be yeah. fine with living in my car done it before i think i'd yeah. oh, yeah. be there for a definitely bit, so. i've definitely lived in my car and just uh-huh. run so i mean yeah you can be i mean obviously we all know it can be super obsessive compulsive but different times of your life it's kind of okay to do that but then i would say ask yourself you know can you be a better person if you are maybe making yourself a little bit more rounded out, <laughs> Absolutely. right? Yes, this I, is I'm curious, like not too long ago, right. you did a sub 10 hour Ironman. Yeah. That Seems was like a ago. lot of training that you had to yeah. put into that. And you've got your own personal business. You've yep. got a wife, you've got kids. Wife, kids. How did you hold it all together? Because oh, you they probably all walked, hated him. You probably walked <laughs> a pretty thin line there. I think, first of all, you get everyone on board, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I'm going to be gone. Actually, and you know, that particular setup I took, Fridays off of work to get yeah. some big days in. Yeah. And you still have to have everyone on board. Yep. Cause it's a lot of training. Um, so I took, you know, you, you have these, th- you know, three balls in the air, right? Where it's like training, family work. Like if you're going to throw one a little bit higher, the other one's coming down. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, which one did I let slip? And that was work okay. in that situation. Family's like, it's not going to, you, you know, you can only take so much from there, but yep. like, um, and so now I'm on the completely opposite side. Of this. I was like, works crazy, working tons, 
and just not training very much. Yeah. And that's okay. I think, uh, I just want to balance would be better. Yeah. <laughs> How do you yeah. get that balance? I can't do yeah. it. So at what point in time are there red flags that go up that like, Hey, maybe somebody needs to, you know, help Back me out on. here or I'm doing yeah. things that are like problematic. I think the big one is like, you're not sleeping. Right. Yeah. Like when you work straight through the weekend, yeah. Well, I think, example. <laughs> I think, I think the, the, the red, yeah, I think, I think the red flags need to be more based around the lack of balance really, which is, you know, I mean, yeah, it's like, it like, is, like right. you said, when one ball starts to get higher, I think the ones we can talk about directly on here, are like those training red balls uh-huh. or red, <laughs> red, <laughs> red flags. Be. Well, too many ball references <laughs> on the podcast. Too, red balls. Very bad. Go, 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 <laughs> go see your doctor. Go see. <laughs> yes. Just exactly. for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I think I think there's there's the big ones with training and and I'll talk specifically that one because me not being the one here without the without, kids. without without the kids I know that 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 has never taken up a lot of my yeah, time. Yeah, but I feel like you know in the same regard it's like even in college when I didn't have kids it was like mm-hmm. you could do well at school you yeah. could do well mm-hmm. at having a girl or girlfriends or you could do well friends. at yeah. you know running track and field cross country exactly and those are the three and just you, different balls and like, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever one was going well, something else was going, else was and it was hard. always yeah. like you're running great if you don't if you're not dating anyone, exactly. you know whatever it is. So I I actually find though that I think your God, it's, I I think some of my better race results have actually come where there was more a little bit more balance more in my life sure. because the, the the problem with training becoming everything is then and I mean I have yep. God man I can think of weekends where like you know just moved somewhere new, didn't have a ton of friends, wasn't a lot of social yeah. life. So oh, it yeah. was, and I've always, I've always worked like always. So it's, it's, it's always been work and training. And then when training really starts to dominate that you'll hit those, okay, done with training on Saturday and you lay on the couch for eight hours and then just pass out. Yeah. Not a good life balance. Very dark place to be depression wise too. And that's Lance is in Flagstaff and I went to Flagstaff and just trained and I was yeah. literally like and, not And I remember you telling me these stories. Else. Yeah. And I you're mean, just like, you're bo- you get really bored. You, you do, and that's and the, just, the scary thing is when it becomes because right now I I love training racing because I have other things in my life that are very more more way more important than right. training right now yeah. definitely like professional triathlon is like a tongue in cheek thing for me right now it's like almost a joke it's, it's like it's good you have a good balance because there you do have so much going on you do have so many friends that are doing training stuff you go and you meet people mm-hmm. to you know you're you might. D- you, you know, you might not be swimming with someone when you're at Horseshoe Lake or whatever, yeah. but you're swimming with them in the same water. Exactly. And, exactly. You know, same thing. You go to um, run on the trails and you might not be running with Ethan and I, but you're mm-hmm. meeting us over there and you're starting yeah. with us or whatever it is. And so I exactly. think it's a good balance that way because you have that little bit of social outlet it to is. it yeah. as well. So And that's and that's why I think the, 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 the red flag for if you're... I'll talk to people like early, mid-20s and you're like, I really want to be fast. It's yeah. like, okay, you got to understand that like that's not a pretty picture always. And I think it, right. anybody who hasn't seen this documentary yet probably should, The Weight of Gold. Kind of a dark documentary. Right. Very dark documentary. They, they talk about there's some suicide and some depression discussion yeah. in there. There is, so don't, you know. I, I would actually say don't watch it with kids. To yeah. be completely honest, I don't think Phelps, the direction of the documentary they took is good for kids to be sitting there watching it. Gotcha. But it was... You, you, you look at that and you're like, these should be very happy people. Apollo Ono, Michael Phelps, and Sean White should be super happy. They're awesome yeah. at their sports. They won a lot of gold medals and they made money. Yep. And that's not the case. Yeah. Not. So I think huh. when you lose balance in life, the the end result does seem to be depression. Yeah. Kind of across yeah. the board. So yeah. that's 
it's 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 a good documentary to watch though i think just to realize what some of those people go through yeah if you start yeah. to lose connection with things that you love mm-hmm. i.e family members and and you know friends and things of that nature nature that's a problem if you're starting to struggle with your career that's a problem yep if you start to struggle with maybe even some like health issues because you're overdoing it mm-hmm. that's a problem so i mean those would be the red flags that i would throw out there is there anything else that you guys can add to that equation no that's basically it yeah i mean definitely if you know, look at medical symptoms. Are you falling asleep? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, those, some of those things are like, oh, this could be, could be dangerous. You know, yeah. you don't want to fall asleep driving somewhere or no. Anybody ever had any issues with any of these things? I think w- we all struggle with overtraining and overworking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think there's also the moment where as soon as you have convinced yourself you're too busy to do something i think you need to look at what how, how you structure that because sure and this is something that i've had to realize myself because i used to complain about all the time but like if you're too busy like you're the one that actually controls that situation yes. so it's like i think with training i used to always think like god i'm just too tired and exhausted all the time and then i would just say that every single week at the yeah. same day and i'd be the like well constant you know this negative yeah. self-talk yeah and then i kind of realized i was like okay so what's the one consistent here uh i'm part of this equation and nobody else is i didn't even have a coach at that time so i was yeah. like okay there's nobody else forcing me to do what i'm doing to myself right now yeah and you got to look at that and be like okay this this is the time to make a change yeah exactly it's 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 gotta be that moment to make a change because there that's no way to go through life feeling overwhelmed and busy every single day of your life if you feel overwhelmed and busy every single day of your life you need to look at your life and change it yeah, yeah. it is kind of nice to have a barometer for that though and for me that's oh, my, yeah. that's my wife yeah exactly <laughs> she's yeah. not you need, yeah. you need an external barometer exactly yeah. <laughs> she's not one to back off from telling me like hey you need to you know back Use off that. a little bit or you need to cool yeah. it a little bit or you need to spend a little bit more time with the family like, we need to go fishing this weekend yeah exactly. <laughs> so. i can tell you right now my wife's worried about how much work stress and how much work i'm doing like yeah. Yeah. she's a great barometer for that as well because you know like i'm usually so like oh yeah this is great and now i'm like oh i have so much work to do <laughs> yeah evan's barometer is let's yeah. go run more let's go swim more let's exactly more. well that was always the barometer <laughs> and i'm starting to slowly i think this year's the first year i'm sure i'm sure cassie's rolling her eyes at even hearing that but i'm starting <laughs> to slowly try to change that mindset of like it's like as soon as you feel man i'm overwhelmed you know what i should do tomorrow 20 mile run <laughs> By myself. Nobody come with me. <laughs> so you're like, why are you doing that to yourself? I don't know. But it seems like it needs to happen. Treadmill staring at a wall. Exactly. A brick wall, preferably. Like, do you even enjoy doing that? No, not at all. I hate it. I hate every single second. Okay. That was all good stuff, guys. Thank you very much. Let's get into one last thing. Evan, what you got? Anybody who has a really good idea as to how to make Vancouver Lake in any combination, the roads around there, as fast as possible, please reach out to me personally. As fast as fast as possible. Yes, on the bike. I've already got the run route decided, but the the bike we need to we need to make it safe and as fast as possible. So you're gonna be just doing like laps of Vancouver Lake Frenchman's Bar area. I think for the shorter day on Saturday, it'd be safest for everybody to be doing cl- laps close. That makes sense. Just for have you yeah. considered going from the Frenchman's Bar area? Maybe you start at Vancouver Lake, go out to Frenchman's Bar, then come back, and then maybe riding out to like Troutdale. Because once you get through the the, the I. Well, I guess you'd be on the I-5. And it's it's not too difficult to get to the I-5 bridge crossing over and get onto Marine Drive. There's not yeah. much that's really going to slow you down in terms of traffic lights and things of that nature if you take the like, right little uh, back roads there. For the kids with the shorter distance the shorter racing, just, I'm going to keep it keep, all around Yeah, Frenchman. I'm talking about yeah. you. You want to do an Ironman distance. You're looking for 112 miles. So I'm just yeah. doing, trying to think of like what's going to be best for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. For you, you're looking at 10 laps out there. 
that right. can be a little mundane and having to oh, count okay, that. Good. Although you're pretty good. I, you I, I did 66 on something yeah. else. So yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I, I even think when we did like that Olympic race out there, I was uh-huh. like, this is really boring. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good at being bored though. That's yeah, for sure. No, it's fine. So, it's, and it's a, it I be, think I just need to find course, the too. fastest combination. Yeah. If yeah. you even told me there was like a one mile loop, but then, but it's fast, I would do that 112 times if wow. it was fast enough. So yeah. yeah. For everybody else, I'm trying to keep it slightly more interesting, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I think your the only problems are your turnaround points. That's that's kind of and the, I think that the was what point. really annoyed me because that's where the, Jake's kind of right. Is God, if the if there just wasn't getting across the bridge, there's such such a longer stretch you can stay. Oh, Marine Drive, right? I mean, you oh, can just awesome. lock yeah, in. Just yeah. Hammer on Marine it's Drive. Not too much to get over the bridge, though. There's little ways to kind of cut through. Like once you get back into Vancouver, hit that first light. It's like you turn right after the first light, mm-hmm. and you're going back through the the Port of Vancouver or whatever that yep. is you're not really hitting lights in there and then you get to columbia and then you jump on the five bridge and then you loop around behind hooters and you jump on oh to, yeah, yeah you jump on the bridge pass. Pass. it's yeah, it's really not route. too much to get through there with hitting lights and whatnot so no we might need to consider that we'll take a couple looks Food for thought yeah well cool. you, i think you have to jump a curb or something like that on your tt bike no nah, i can make it happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still got some tight turns for sure and yeah yeah matt so, one last thing i'm always making videos youtube.com youtube.com slash m this week i barely got a a video out like i didn't get a chance to watch it yet but what was the deal with the uh might not be my best (laughs) the pain cave thing yeah pain cave thing what was that all about i'm glad i mean they're they're all fun and great and stuff but you know i was working so much and my goal is always like try to get at least one video out per week like Mm -hmm. that's the that's the limit Uh and it was saturday late when i got i mean like that's my usually like friday is the deadline like that's the last time you get it and i was like saturday anyway so yeah um it it was a a video um where i'm checking out other people's pain caves and i actually put out something you probably saw this a long time ago maybe like over a month ago i sent something out that was just like show me your pain cave send me your pictures sure blah 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 blah. and um people send stuff in i got like a ton of things to went through and i went through all the photos looked at them a lot of international ones too yeah all kinds of cool stuff and um people were uh cool with it and i was just like hey can i you know can i use your stuff in this Mm -hmm. video and if you want me to i'll send you some stickers to say thanks and uh i didn't put them you know in some of the other videos that i've done like this where I've, I've been like all right this is the number one pain cave like i didn't do that just because i thought that because we know that we would have won because so. evan yeah. would have won absolutely do you have uh, a favorite though there was here all all people need to say a pain cave is not like a, a cool thing. workout spot like some of yeah. those people were like really nice like oh yeah hanged on the wall super nice no too nice too nice. Too nice. Pain cave needs to be definitely not ventilated, real grungy looking, okay. like yep. poorly framed pictures it, it, at best. Does it need to be your basement in Ohio? Yes. That is the original pain <laughs> That's cave. That's the original pain cave. There wasn't a, an inch of insulation that entire yeah. place. It didn't get touched. I know my mom once was like, maybe we should finish that side of the basement. And me and all my friends were like, no, you were not touching that side of the basement. That That's side of the basement cave. needs to stay like questionably, well, like if you breathe in something. One of the videos happen. was just like the corner of this like it yeah. looked like this shed or something. Yes, that it was, like, was my favorite and, one. Right? Because That's I was like, pancake. this looks like, That's you know, and I put that one in there because it wasn't the nicest, but at the same time, it was like brick wall. Yeah. And it was shoved just like in a corner. shoved in the corner. And the guy had, had um, gone to the Tour de France and watched it, and he had like shimmied up a pole and stole one of the Tour de France signs yep. and put it up in the cave. That's yeah. a pancake. That's awesome. That's yeah, a it's cool. It's a, it's a cool little Poor spot. Poorly framed pictures. <laughs> just yeah, totally. He had a map of Watopia. 
Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. I was yeah. like, well, that's cool. Yeah. It was a great pain cave, but um, but there were some super nice ones with like projectors. Oh, which are much much better places to train. Absolutely, maybe like, I don't good know. Good on you, but what it's do not I a pain know? cave. What it's do not I know? A pain cave. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I felt a little put off by like kept referring to it as pain cave. Pain uh-huh. cave, and I just kind of feel like it's like yeah. it, it's funny at first, but then it's like uh, this is a little bit like yeah. drawn out, right? It's so, like camping was, and then glamping. Yeah, just very different. Quit yeah. saying glamping. No, I just feel <laughs> like uh, I kept start kind of starting to refer to it as like people's workout spots or whatever because yeah. it seems anyway. Yeah, ours um, was also the only one with a name for the record. Oh, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, the Gaines Garage. The Gaines Garage. Hey, there you yeah. go. I liked that. You that have to was, have a name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but there were some super nice things in there for sure. You will want to check out that video. I will. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. gonna check that out. So yep, yeah, add, add it to your list. All right, Lance. Last thing. All right, guys. You know, I just finally <laughs> found my pants. Put them on. Oh, well, I lost them. There's a picture of him yeah. naked in the middle of the freaking yeah. forest there in <laughs> loved Arizona. It. I love it. Group of squirrels grabbed my pants and ran up the tree with him. I was chasing him around for an hour. I also got a flat. Oh, I love the guy though. That's, that's I took my e bike. Took my e bike. We miss you, Lance. Yeah, come back, man. Jake, one last thing. My one last thing is gonna be two last things. You do. You always do this. Sneaky. I, I can do that if I want, right? Mm-hmm. No, maybe. It's yep. true. Here's yep. one who edits uh, the podcast. Hundred days of cycling. Hundred okay. days in a, in a row. Consecutive days of cycling, minimum one hour each day, will start on August 19th. And it will finish, if you do the whole 100 days in a row, mm-hmm. on November 26th, 2020. You know what day that is? November 6th? 26th. Thanksgiving. 26th. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, finishes nice on Thanksgiving. So you do your 100th day in a row on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. You for finishing 100 days in a row, right? You have to finish it before you eat the turkey? I don't think I'm going to make it. Uh, that's advised. Evan's over here uh, yawning. <laughs> oh God, yes, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely Too much not going to I'm definitely not going to be able to make it through hundred days, days consecutive. So I'm no. going to do that, and we will um, basically monitor that on the dialed cycling Strava page. Oh, cool! Um, so people nice. can post stuff up there, and um, I'm going to come up with something for the folks that finish. Um, A million dollars. One million dollars. My money's on Jordan Hanel, uh, Robert. No. Robert's usually pretty smart with the training and will take rest days when he needed. does. Yeah. Or yeah. They yeah. do. Sorry. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, if Jake commits to it, Jay, uh, no, no, no. Cause I, I think at some point Jay should have something family that's going to ruin a day. Yeah. No, I'll do it. I've uh, done think, it before. Done it before. Yeah. I think, I think, I, you I have think to there'll your, be a you day have though. To tell your wife, like, it'll I'm, be a day. I'm going to try this thing. She'll hear it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm actually going to put my money against Jake on this, one, which is go. rare, but it's no, it has nothing to do with his ability to cycle here. I have the ability scheduling. He's going to miss scheduling. a day that he's not thinking about. He's going to end up in a situation the... where the bike can't be. Handled. I don't have any uh, surgery scheduled. And even if I did, I, <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> trainer rides do count as long as they are one hour. Rebecca's going to oh, knock okay. him out, put him in the car, and they're going to go on a camping trip with <laughs> right. zero bikes. So what's <laughs> the wager? If I finish this. Oh, yeah, that's good. And then if I don't, Six fill in the blank. pack of... I think we need LaCroix. to do dinner. Back to I think I think a dinner. Dinner? Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Yeah. If I screw up and I don't finish this, yep. Rebecca and I will have you and Cassie over for dinner. Oh, yes. Oh, man. You yeah. really and lose on that one, other, Jake. Other way around if you make it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yep. It's a deal. Direct trust me, Cassie's a much, much better cook than I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good plan. I'm, I like I'm it. On that. So, but yeah, join us on that. If you're interested in joining that, just go on to Strava, search for Dialed Cycling, become mm-hmm. a... Uh, you know, a, a little, I don't know, add yourself to the group basically. And we'll start posting stuff up there about that. And um, we can all cheer each other on. Should be fun. Uh, my other one last thing is just real quick. Just want to say congrats to my wife. She did her longest run today. Yeah, she yesterday. did. She finished 16 miles. Whoa. I didn't know that. That's she's awesome. She's pushing forward right now. She's yeah, doing she's awesome. She's got four more long runs. They, they, they keep yeah, building up 
before yeah. she's she got three over 20 yeah goal. i may try to beg her to not do one of those over 20s she was yeah. mentioning that because she's getting yeah. a little hip tightness but i know she felt yeah. she felt good this morning she's killing it yeah. she, she's absolutely killing it it once you go over like 18 19 20 i'd say really once you get up over 20 things really get start to feel beat up yeah really i call yeah. i call that the jack daniels theory when he always talked about like for whatever reason it's like over 20 it's really like hurts, you, yeah. you have a window of time where you can do that but then it starts to break down unless you're you know something crazy sure. but gotcha. rebecca's sure. got a great aerobic capacity in her she really does because she spikes up her training quickly she does and she's getting a little bit faster and she's every time she does something a little bit longer something that she's never done before she responds pretty well to it she does she, she absorbs the training well she has to do something to get it out of her mind and right now she's still stuck in her head and she's got this whole thing now it's just two more miles like this week was two more miles than last right. week mm-hmm. and yep. that's working well for her but the just like when she was first getting started with this process it, thinking about the idea of doing a marathon and training in right. like days that she's going to have to go on run 20 yeah. plus she was like I can't do this I'm not going to be able to do this this isn't going to work I um, something's going to break and, and then she just stopped and she like took a deep breath and, and you have been really good at consulting her and she's like just she's taking super it super strong though so one yeah. run at a time it's mm-hmm. just a little bit longer than it was last week and she knows that the, the week prior that she acclimated to it just fine and yep. it's working for her so yep. yeah yeah so the great thing about running Good it's very tangible and how you can look at that so yeah that's awesome cool all right well let's uh let's call this thing a wrap i've really got to go to the bathroom so bad right now <laughs> too much coffee so we're gonna call it a day here uh we thank you for listening uh check out the patreon stuff at dialpodcast.com uh go check out matt's youtube channel where matt youtube.com slash immigrant m-l-e-g-r-a-n-d yep check out mm-hmm. evan uh dialed endurance lab on Bad all here. the social <laughs> yeah and uh you know you guys can go check him out on google get great reviews if you come down here and used him before that's all set up and there you go the social medias and the lab come down here and check out the lab all those things i'm slowly learning the lab is cool <laughs> the lab uh, is cool yeah. come or check it out bike stuff give us a shout uh jake at dialedcycling.com we'd be more than happy to help you thank you again for listening you guys have a great week we'll see you next week bye for now bye.